Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about if it takes more mail to buy bigger properties. Before we do that, though, let's jump into the Plum Investment Group. Let's talk about them. Let's not jump into them. <laughs> okay. Uh, guys, do you have a property you need funding for? Plum Investment Group is your solution. Plum helps land investors grow their business by funding your raw land purchase. It's truly an awesome deal, guys. And just to be clear, this isn't a loan. Plum will actually partner with you by putting up the money for your project. So do yourself a favor. Go check them out. The website's www.pluminvestmentgroup.com. And this is another testament that you do that live every show. It's mm-hmm. not dropped in pre-recorded commercials. That's true. And if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, you can see us laugh, smile, mm-hmm. because continue to grow subscribers on that. I normally read that. I don't know if you know, I haven't read it this time. I know. I don't see the sheet. Yeah. Because you used to, th- on Friday, when we do Friday show, you would throw the sheet. Like you were like, I'm done. Done with the commercials. I never. You, you throw the sheet. I never. It's a, it's a habit you don't realize you have. Well, I normally don't throw it. I feel I just like let go and slide it onto the floor because I want it to be quiet and so that it drifts down. Make it rain. I don't know. Make it rain commercials. No. <laughs> Make it rain commercials. Speaking of rain, man, I'm sick and I don't know where everyone else was like where everyone's living that is listening, uh-huh. but it has been thunderstorming for like 10 days here. Yeah, we got hell last night at our house. Like I was sitting there, I was on a phone with a client out of, where's he out of Oregon and Jordan runs in the room and she's like, daddy, 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 mommy needs you. And I'm like, what are you, t- I'm on the phone, not right now. And he's like, is everything okay? And I'm like, ah. and she goes, he's like, she, or Jordan's like freaked out. She's like, you need to come see this. And then Jessica's out in the backyard, all our patio furniture, the wind blew it all off the back porch, all off the pergola area. The stuff in the pool area all got thrown on the ground and then it started pouring down and then it started hailing. And she's like, do you want to move your truck in the garage? I was like, I'm not getting out in the hail. No, total that thing out. How big a hail? Uh, they were, it was about dime size. Mm. And mm. it came down good for about 10 minutes, 15 minutes. It's been crazy because it's been pouring down rain and then just enough sunlight to make the grass grow and then it starts pouring down <laughs> again. So my grass was been tall. My, my uh, yard guy came over yesterday and he goes, I'm going to all my clients' house right now. I can... Uh, just to keep your yards under control, I'm mow- I will mow them wet and blow come back through with my blower and blow all the clumps out. He's like, you want me to mow the yard? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> do it, bro. Yeah. Do it. So. Oh, man, that's interesting. We uh, we had the rain, so we went and rode a couple days ago, and we found this big puddle on the side of our house. And I was like, what the heck is this? Apparently, my lawn guy hit a sprinkler head. Uh, I, I typically do the lawn, but I had a guy come over and clean out all the bushes, get the bushes cut, weeds pulled. He does like it twice a year for me just to kind of get everything up and going and we just do the maintenance. And uh, I think he hit a, a something on the sprinkler. I think he did because it comes down from one of our gardens down into it. And I was like, man, our water bill was a hundred bucks more than it normally is. And it was, yep. uh, it. <laughs> so I've turned off the sprinklers, but we've had so much rain. It doesn't even matter. I mowed this week. It needs to be mowed again. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I, uh, I've had that happen before with a sprinkler broke and I got my water bill it was a hundred dollars higher and I'm thinking Jesus Christ Jesus, I'm not showering anymore <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing in the shower kids <laughs> no I felt like my dad talking <laughs> when he had three teenage boys living in the house <laughs> yeah um 
What is today's show about? <laughs> I forgot. Uh, more mail to buy bigger properties. Ah, yes, more mail to buy bigger properties. So the the old adage of one to three hundred is it not a uh, doable thing on on bigger deals, or is it? And what does that look like? Yeah. And, I have always been in the mindset that it takes more mail to buy bigger properties because the sellers have more options. Yeah, agreed. Right, and so I think that in the markets where realtors don't want to work, you know, mm-hmm. the five, ten, fifteen, twenty, we'll call it even twenty, twenty-five thousand dollar price range. Mm-hmm. You can still get great responses. I mean, it doesn't take as much mail because, yeah, you know, those people don't have if they don't know how to sell it themselves, which most people don't. Yeah, then there's a whole lot more options. But that's not really what we're targeting. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're buying big property. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And so when those people get your offer and they're going, well, why would I do this? I can just call my local realtor and sell it. Obviously, call my sister in law who's in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's going to take more. Now, yeah. how much more is the question? Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a great question. I know we tested on some numbers from this year and what I typically see and what you typically see. But we I mean, we ran up some bigger properties here this year. And, you know, out of, I got the numbers in front of me, but out of, say, the first 33,000 pieces of mail we bought, we got 32 yeses and 97 counter offers. And, and that's, that's out of 37. Yeah, half the mail, yeah. That's a, and that's out of 30-something thousand pieces of mail. And what was funny to me, though, and what I think kind of throws this off, is that since you see the funding groups come in, you're starting to see a little bit more people mailing at what we call the bass boat property. You're starting to see that mail a little bit more. And they're saying, hey, yeah, I've got a couple offers here. So is it that we're not seeing as much response or is it just, is there more mail getting sent to that person because they're, they have the, the investor now has more options too? Yeah, I would think maybe a mixture of both because you can, if you go look at the cheaper priced counties, mm-hmm. the five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000, there's a ridiculous amount of people mailing those and everyone's still doing deals, yeah. right? And that's why, you know, Costilla County is the most worked county in the country and people are still buying deals every day, buying and selling every day. And so you would think that would transition to the higher ones, but what we've seen is that it's kind of, it may have, may take more offers because there's more, yeah, more letters going out. I've always, well, I mean, you have people that, you know, they see this option to get out of this 18, they have 3000 bucks in this property. They can't do it anymore. And then you offer them 1800 bucks and they take it and they're like, oh yeah, let's go. And anytime you're sending a mail, you're looking for that situation. I think I ask myself, and this is a question I ask myself, and I see it with the houses too quite a bit, is that if you send out $5,000 worth of mail and it made you 60 grand on one property, would you continually do that? Yeah, that's a, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, it's, a, it's the hindsight of that. And on these bigger deals where we're seeing fifty to $100,000 spreads on it, is it really bad that it costs you $600 in mail to get that one deal? No, you do that all day anyway. And so that's, that becomes, it becomes a numbers game. How many pieces of mail can you get out to generate, you know, a margin? Mm -hmm. And does it take more mail to get bigger property? Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. You know, we see anywhere from, you know, one out of 1000 to close one. Uh, Right now I've been turning down so many properties that have questionable access and I've gotten extremely picky on access and it's, people are like, oh, well, it's got legal and physical, but you get there and there's a bar ditch or a culvert or drainage ditch in front of the property off the highway and you can't get to the property right Mm -hmm. now so i want property that i can drive my car onto Mm -hmm. yeah that's the i'll immediately like you know pull it up on your map right or whatever and there's yeah not a very clear very clean way to get to it i'm just uh yeah no thanks move on yeah yeah and And it's 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 so when you say hey when your acquisition requirements get that tight where you're Mm -hmm. saying hey i want you know, like on coastal property, we don't buy it unless it has Google Street View. Mm-hmm. So imagine doing that on these rural properties. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, you shit out of luck half the time. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, and we, we, we do get properties that don't have Google Street View now on our bigger properties. But, you know, there's cases where I can think of the last 
10 deals we put under contract and only two of them had Google street views. Yeah. The other ones had county road access, you know, they were maintained road access, but only two of those. So that would bring that mail down even more. And so that's the, that's the thing is there's going to be a little bit of flexibility in that, but when you get your, your acquisition, you know, requirements so dialed in that you're not just buying any piece of dirt anywhere, you're saying, Hey, I'm buying an asset that is a really valuable asset because of X, Y, and Z then you're going to send more mail to get that. Mm-hmm. Especially if you have a money partner, you know, if you, if you know, let's say you and your money partner are going to, you're going to pay for the mail and they're going to pay for the land. Mm-hmm. You should be more likely to risk that $5,000 on mail, right? Yeah. If, it, if it, especially if it's not really a risk, if you have the certain buying criteria for counties and you know what you're looking for, you mm-hmm. can pretty much narrow it in on where it's going to work and how well it's going to work. I would spend that 5,000 all the time. And we just bet, we bet a whole lot more than that on mail. Pre- <laughs> with Project One? Yeah, with Project One. Yeah. So, And the great thing is, we've said how much we spent on mail, right? I think so. I think so. Right, you know, 60,000 mailers. You can do the math. Yeah. And uh, it only took one property to make that back. To make that all back. Yeah. yeah. And that was great because if you were shopping the higher end, we have several properties under contract right now that are $100,000 profit. Yeah. there's. I mean, there's a half million in equity created from that off of the first five that went to the first six, I'm sorry, the first six that went to escrow. Mm-hmm. And that to me is like, if you stood back and looked at it backwards, you'd go, well, that's a no brainer. I do it all day. The problem is, is we're so scared as humans. We, we Our brains tell us, oh, no, I don't know, man. Should you, mm-hmm. should you put $30,000 or $40,000 in marketing material out there? And you're like, you, most people won't do it. And, I, and there's this, at my UPS store, there's a sign and it, and it drives me crazy because it's so simply right. Um, and you've probably said something similar and Chase said something similar to us this weekend, you know, but the sign says a good sign doesn't cost you money. It makes you money. And marketing doesn't cost you money. It makes you money. Mm-hmm. And people think that, oh, my mailers cost me money. No, they make you money. So you have to invest in that. That's an investment into your company. Yeah. That first time you do it can be nerve wracking. I wasn't nervous about this because we've done it long enough. Like we know how to pick counties and, and do it right. Mm-hmm. But I can see how if let's take you say take a brand new investor and say you want to buy a, a basketball property with fifty thousand dollars profit. Okay, well you need to spend five thousand, seven thousand, whatever whatever that number is. Yeah. I'm just spitballing here, but just you need to spend that on that. Yeah, and if they've never done it, they don't trust the process. They may go, oh, that's a that's a lot of money. Yeah, but let's take a high end. If you spent ten thousand dollars on and you just wanted to buy one property, would you spend ten to make fifty? Then all day, every day. Yeah, and that's and that's the fun part is, but people don't think of it that way. They think of it, well, I spent ten to make fifty, but I had to pay the acquisition price too, and so they add those together, and they're two separate things to me. Well, they are, but there's so much money out there to help you fund that deal. Yeah, no, I get that, I get that, and that's that's another piece to this puzzle, and that's the mindset shift. You know, I had uh, one of the guys I work with quite a bit, and we do houses together, and he called me, and he did multifamily mailer with me, and he nailed it a couple. And he had to turn away deals, but he ended up, I think, buying three on a thousand pieces of mail. He wanted to do some houses, so he gave me his criteria, and he sent out. We sent out twenty seven hundred house mailers for him, and he closed on one. He's got another one he's about to close on. He had seven come back that he walked that he the person agreed to their price, and they just walked, and it just didn't fit what they wanted to do. Now he can negotiate a little bit more on that, but he's like, he calls me back. He's like, all right, I think we're ready to send another mailer. He goes, we really just got to schedule them out and keep them going. He's, and I was like, okay, well, you know, are you happy with Because he doesn't really tell me the results unless I pull it out of him. But he keeps calling back and he keeps 
want to spend the money to, to do it. And he's like, I just part of doing business. You just keep pricing them the way you want to price them here. I, I think we, this is a feedback I'm getting. Can you tweak it a little bit here? And you keep doing it. Now he's like, well, let's mail my whole state. <laughs> I'm like, okay, man, let's mail the whole state. But that's, that to me is he's spending a little bit more money. He's being picky on the back end and he's willing to invest in his business. I mean, he's been doing this 20 years and now this has created an inbound pipeline for him that he didn't know he needed and didn't know he had. Yeah. Does he do land? He hasn't never stepped in land. That's what brought him to me was land, but he's never done any land deals. He's done a couple lot deals. I take that back. He's done a couple small lot infill stuff for their house building. But like he got one, it's really cool deal that he's paying about what the lot price is and it's on the water in Oregon and he's rebuilding the house. The the house is framed in with siding. They just got to finish it. And he has a full construction team. He has 20 20, uh, employee company. And to think that just a little tweak like this in his business is keeping these guys working through all of this. Hmm. Yeah, he should try land. I can't imagine. I can't imagine he's got a hundred or two hundred percent ROI on the houses. I, he, it's where they're comfortable, man. Yeah. And, and I and I don't knock it. And that's one of the good things about you know us. And we talk land. We talk the wildly profitable niche of land. Mm-hmm. But you know, you having experience household selling and building houses and things like that, you've you've done that, so you understand it. I've used direct mail to buy every asset class you can do, and that's one of the things that differs for us than a lot of the people out there is that we don't just buy you know a couple hundred dollar per acre properties. We have bought cheaper properties like that. We've bought the Bass Boat. We have bought top-end properties with this. We've bought multifamily, single-family, quadplexes, duplexes, anything in between. We have bought those asset classes using direct mail. So when people say, oh yeah, you know, y'all just, y'all talk about y'all's one type of way to buy. No, we can do it all. We choose this because we find this is the least amount of work, the least amount of risk, and the highest profitability, cash on cash for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, we've heard that recently. Yeah, y'all talk about that one specific niche. And <laughs> I'm like, yeah, well, that's what we do, but we've also done everything yeah. else. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, so, I mean, I, and maybe we should broaden our horizons a little bit and throw something out and say, hey, you want to buy apartments for direct mail? We'll show you how to do it. Yeah. And we can. Yeah. And we've done it in five different markets. Yeah. And I, sorry, I get on a rant there. Just, <laughs> well, just 200 episodes is coming up, or maybe we just, maybe we can shift. Do you want to drop a new, drop a new business Say a new course out there for some of our seasoned investors who are ready to get messing with some other stuff. I don't know if we're, I don't, let's not talk about adding courses in right now. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I think we said enough. I mean, I think you kind of get the point, right? It's like if you want to buy bigger properties, you're going to have to put bigger amounts of mail out there. Yeah. I mean, any way you slice it, if you're going to make more profit, whether it's doing littler properties or bigger properties, you're going to spend more in mail. So if you got a if you got an average profit return is a thousand bucks and you're getting one for three hundred, well to make fifty grand you're gonna have to do fifty times that amount of mail. Mm-hmm. If it's you want to make fifty grand and you send one out of two thousand, he's getting you that fifty thousand dollar deal, then you have to send two thousand pieces of mail. It's the numbers are gonna work out to about the same. The acreage, the spreads, and everything. The mail should be con- inconsequential. It's just an investment into your business. Mm-hmm. Cool. We'll end it there then. It's Wednesday. Hope you're having a great day. Do us a favor, go to Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Give us a like, give us a follow, and then go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to wherever else you're listening to us. Like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. We appreciate it. We love you. See you Friday. Thanks, guys.